Hello, hello, hello! You're listening to Big Easy Ideas, a podcast that features live recordings from New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and builds connections at the intersection of innovation and culture. New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, or NOE as the locals like to call it, is an annual event across the city of New Orleans every March and is a celebration of startups, innovation, entrepreneurship, and what's next. Learn more and check out ways to get involved at neworleansentrepreneurweek.org or noew.org. And now, on to today's episode. Hello, hello! Today's episode was originally presented at NOE 2022 and brought to us by our good friends at Oshner Health and Oshner Ventures, who have been amazing longtime partners of NOE and the Idea Village. In addition to hosting this session, Oshner was a key partner in providing an abundance of masks and hand sanitizer for NOE 22, making sure that our event and the NOLA startup community could stay safe as we gathered in person once again. Oshner Ventures is a newly formed department at Oshner Health that fosters new collaborations, invests in emerging companies, and develops diversified businesses to support the mission of Oshner Health and positively impact the communities it serves. The team at Oshner Ventures put together this session as a deep dive with both local entrepreneurs and funders around how to create successful enterprise and startup partnerships, what are lessons learned, and how investing locally is a win-win for all. On today's panel, you'll hear Tara Hernandez serving as moderator. Tara is president of JCH Properties Plus, fund manager at Reform Ventures, as well as a board member at the Idea Village and major supporter of New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. You'll also hear Laurel Hess, CEO of Hamper, Dr. Trivia Frazier, CEO of Obatala Sciences, Mike Katz, managing director at Benson Capital Partners, and Amy Quirk, the CEO of Oshner Ventures. Learn more about their work at oshner.org slash ventures. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R dot org slash ventures. And now, the one and only Tara Hernandez. First of all, I want to shout out Oshner Ventures in, um, for hosting this panel. And I want to say something that Krista mentioned on the last panel. I don't know how many of you were here, but we have two female founders that are rock stars. And so I want to celebrate them first before we even start. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna have a great conversation today because um, many of you in this entrepreneurial ecosystem, you know, at its infancy, we had very few angel investors and we sort of evolved to more angel investors and we've gotten momentum. And as Michael Heck says, the flywheel is moving. And now we have great enterprise partners looking into the space. So we're gonna share a little bit about um, first who they are and who's on, on, on stage with us today and then a little bit about why they're doing what they're doing and what their outlook on the future is. So um, we'll start with you, Laurel. 
Hello, I'm Laurel Hess. I'm the founder and CEO of Hamper. Hamper is essentially a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for on-demand laundry. So think Uber for laundry. Um, we launched in January of 2020. We've scaled into nine states and we are growing like a weed in a good way. <laughs> I'm Trivia Frazier, the co-founder, president, and CEO of Obatala Sciences. We are a biotechnology toolkit firm that's advancing the fields of obesity, diabetes, and regenerative medicine. And we're essentially making tissue models that represent patients of varying demographics to accelerate drug development. Amy Quirk um, with Oshner Health and part of the newly formed Oshner Ventures Group. We have the privilege of partnering with local entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs all around the country, including these two women here today, to help grow their businesses, support growth here in Louisiana, and help some, solve some of the problems that we face as a healthcare institution. So what we look for in, in companies uh, that we partner with is people that really we can roll up our sleeves together with and that they can add value and help us support our mission, which ultimately is to serve this community. So it's great to be with y'all today. My name is Mike Katz. I work for a firm called Benson Capital Partners. We were founded a little over two years ago by a woman named Gail Benson. She owns the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. I guess the New Orleanians are laughing at me. Um, <laughs> but the, basically the, the point of the firm is we really were created to try to help fill a gap in uh, the funding continuum here in the region. So we invest in relatively early stage businesses that are, we joke that it's post-science project, but maybe not far enough along that uh, can yet attract national attention. So we're typically investing between maybe one and three million dollars, which is really hard for folks in Silicon Valley, like where I grew up, or New York, where I worked for a long time, to get on an airplane and invest that amount of money is, is awkward and challenging. So as many of you know, I'm an entrepreneur, and my dad always told me if I'm in business, I need to follow the money. So I'd like to know why, we're gonna start with the money people, what piqued your interest to pay more attention to local businesses? Osher is a long history. We're 80 plus years old, um, rooted here in Louisiana. And um, this community is really important to the success of our business. And so we're sort of, um, people call us an anchor institution, but you know, as this community goes, Osher goes. And so there's a great community and partnership between us and, and the people we serve. And we also know that the landscape around us is changing rapidly. And so we need to always be looking for the best and the brightest in everywhere we go. And fortunately, you know, back at the, at the hospital and, and in our clinics, we've got some of the smartest, uh, most innovative people. That's part of our DNA, part of our history. And so we have a lot of innovation um, coming out of our, of our health system uh, organically and, and deliberately. Um, for the last six years, I had the honor to work in uh, what we call Innovation Osher IO, which has built so many great digital health tools and con continues to kind of break new ground uh, in healthcare. But we learned over time that in addition to that, we also need to be looking for um, talent out externally because there are great ideas everywhere. And so um, we have partnered with funds and funders uh, from across the country to identify some of the best companies, and some of them are right here. And um, you know, we're looking at two of them today. You know, Laurel um, started this very innovative uh, laundry business that also, and she can tell you more about it, did prescription delivery services. 
services. And we were able to use that in a meaningful way about how we can make sure that our patients are able to have access to the medications they need, irrespective of transportation barriers, COVID, whatever the concern was, Laurel was there for us. And then when we think about Obatala, and the research breakthroughs that they're able to bring uh, out of New Orleans on areas like chronic disease, which has been a big area of focus for us, should be a big area of focus for, for all of us because it, it um, has such a big impact on our health. We want to be a part of supporting her as she works to bring new breakthroughs uh, to market that can help serve the health of our community. So first and foremost, we're looking for people that have great ideas, that know how to execute it, and that can create value. But it's also exciting for us is we get to help support job creation locally. We have now supported over 500 jobs in the state, both from companies like Trivia's and Laurel's, but also you know, many others. And, and we recently also created a, a PPE manufacturing company via joint venture. So we're an entrepreneur ourselves, and, and that's creating a significant number of jobs as well. And so it's a win-win-win for us. Um, and we're fortunate that the talent bench in this community is deep. Many people in this room today represent that. Uh, and so, you know, we're looking for the, the, the right kind of partnership that we can find, and we're fortunate that we were able to find it in, in these two and many others. Very similar for us. One thing I think is we just identified a really significant mismatch. And so we looked for states that look like Louisiana. And one that actually has a very similar population and a very similar GDP is the state of Oregon. So we compared Oregon to Louisiana. Oregon has four times the amount of venture capital dollars invested into their companies annually than Louisiana does. And so, I don't know, maybe something's going on in Oregon and they are more innovative, but we don't believe that. We think that there's just as many great high quality entrepreneurs in our state as there is in their state. And as a result, that mismatch presents a real opportunity. So that was something that was exciting for us to help plug that hole. Great. So for you two, your, first of all, your awesome ideas, but ultimately you need investment. And so you're always on a pitch journey. Is there some difference that you found as you pitch both inside and outside of the state? For me, I think, you know, having that localized knowledge was really important. Um, I think even now as we're pitching outside of the state, there's still this weird idea that we might ride alligators to school. And <laughs> it's not true. Obviously, there's a lot of innovation going on down here. And so we're fighting sometimes a preconceived notion about what Louisiana is like. And you don't have that when you're working with people in your community that understand. And you also just can't beat being able to drive and see somebody and have a meeting face to face if you're working through an issue or, ha or needing support. Um, and that's been really invaluable for us as we grow. Yes, I would echo that very much with respect to the perception uh, about what we are doing, what we're capable of, our access to resources. Um, you know, how do we source talent is, is a constant question, I think, when we speak to national investors. And something that Amy brought up, you know, which I really am a proponent of, and that's promoting the fact that we have such a high concentration of excellent programs in sciences and engineering, and we're able to leverage that, you know, working, partnering with multiple medical schools, partnering with multiple engineering programs and business programs that are based here locally. The other thing that I would say is a difference um, that is, really stands out, the difference in approach and locking of arms with us as we go out and attack this, and, and not the 
the approach of you need to have all of your answers, every, every problem solved, but more so how do we solve this together? How do we step in and approach your problems as partners in this process? And that has been so very helpful. Yeah, I always find that, of course, founders need money, but they also need strategic partnerships. And is there anything that you have found where this was important in terms of a strategic partnership? Because I'm sure someone out in the audience might need that tip as well. So <laughs> I'm a first-time founder, so I needed a little bit of guidance and hand-holding. Mike literally did my first cohort analyses probably two or three times on his own on the airplane trying to help me understand how sticky is my business. It's something that investors ask me for that I literally had to Google. What is that? So having someone gently guide me and, and help me understand the terms I'd never heard before, the things I'd never processed and understood. I'm a marketer. My, that's my background. That was really helpful. And to just roll up your sleeves and do it, I mean, that, that's been invaluable to us. And for us on the side of resources, the challenge was um, partnering with local hospitals, local physicians. And Ochsner has really been a champion for us in that regard. There's no question when we speak to outside investors about supply chain, right? Is there a potential supply chain issue? We speak to the size of Ochsner and the number of physicians that are willing to partner with us within a community that is traditionally not seen as a hub for biotech innovation. So that was a big challenge for us, and Ochsner's and, and Reform are very much strong partners in leveraging, which is a crucial business component. Yep, thank you. So to our investors, you know, what do you look for as you explore opportunities in your realm? And you may also share if there's some parameters around what type of investments you look for. So, you know, we're a strategic investor. So in general, we're, you know, we're looking for um, companies and, and founders, really, uh, who can help us move the ball on something that's important to our business, whether that's learning, whether that's providing a key service, whether that is solving a problem that we're facing. You know, we're, we tend to be focused in, in the healthcare space, many times in, in early, um, early stage companies. For founders specifically, so much rests on the founder and the passion and determination that they bring to building a company that truly solves a problem and in a way that you can share information transparently, directly with one another and be really honest about what is the real problem and what is the real need. I'm more and more encountering the type of founders and, and new companies that are truly interested in partnering and learning from their customers along the way and how they design their roadmap, uh, how they develop their product and really making sure that there's that product market fit really makes makes for greater success. And ideally, we're finding people that we can be a customer of, be a co-developer with, and that's what we found has been successful. Thanks. And for us, so we're not a strategic investor. Priorities number one, two, and all the way through 30 are making money. And we hope that the derivatives of that are job creation and speeding the economic flywheel and those types of things. But we have a real fiduciary responsibility to our investors to drive financial returns. And so as a result, specifically to your question, what are we looking for? We just make data-driven decisions. And actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, Laurel, but the first time I ever brought up Hamper to our investment committee, 
people literally fell out of their chair. They're like, there's no way I'm giving my clothes to some random stranger. They're like, because my housekeeper handles that. I'm like, of course your housekeeper does, but not everybody has a housekeeper. And like, <laughs> let me walk you through profiles and let me just show you the data. And so we made a very data-driven decision. And yeah, it's the cohort analysis or it's the whatever it may be for each respective business. But the data is really compelling when you look at Hanford. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I would never use this because uh, my team of housekeepers are doing my laundry. But the, I, I understand why this works for other folks now because the data is speaking to that. Tara, what, what, would you, what do you look for? Because um, you're an investor and an entrepreneur sure. and many other things. So, so I'm to put one back to you. Similar to you, first of all, who am I dealing with? Do I believe in them? Do I understand their story? Are they helping me visualize how they're going to get from A to B? Who's their team? Have they worked together before? And at the end of the day, if somebody asks you for a $1,000, you're going to say, for what? And you're in your mind, is there a reasonable expectation that I'm going to get my money back? It may not be perfect. I know things have to pivot. But if you could take me through visually how I'm attempting to do that, oftentimes we're a good fit. Thank you for turning it back on me. Next thing, the two of you, the money people, have started the flywheel. How do we get other enterprises excited to do as you've done and stepped up to contributing to all the work that's happening in our ecosystem? So I, I would maybe quibble a little bit. I think the flywheel is already moving. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, like we think that we'd like to think that we're helping to plug that, that hole that I mentioned. And the hole exists between angel investors, which really started to plow into this community probably after Hurricane Katrina and that accelerated and we now see that, that those angel investors are now starting to exit in a big way. And that's at the early end. And then at the later end, I mean, I joke because I work at one end of Poydras Street next to Superdome and the other end of Poydras Street at Canal is now a $650 million Four Seasons Hotel. So between there is a hole that we're looking to plug, I guess. So I think that was already in motion. I like to think it is. But yeah, how do we encourage other folks? Peter Liu on a prior panel mentioned just this. People are now calling. And they're like, oh, hey, so what's going on in New Orleans? Like, we've heard about a couple of things. And there are, I think the real opportunity is, look, we would love to co-invest with more folks here when, in, when we're actively making initial investments. But the real opportunity is when great companies like Trivia's and Laurel's go to raise their next round. Like, that's fantastic to have that capital come from Silicon Valley or New York or wherever. To, and that's, I think, incumbent on all of the investors to really be tapped into those communities to help bring folks here. People want to do it. There's a lot of this New Orleans or Louisiana or Gulf South diaspora. And so we just got to help lead them to water a little bit. I think no one, no community will out hustle us. <laughs> I mean, I just, I do. And so I think the Come more. On. Yeah, I just. And so the more wins, I mean, we've seen, been seeing, you know, just as, as Mike sort of walked through over time, there have been, you know, as we were having this conversation to prepare for this, we know that there have been moments in time when we didn't have, you know, a lot of capital in the region. We still probably don't have enough, but we've got more. We didn't have the workforce training. A lot of those gaps are starting to get filled. I'm not saying we're done, but we have been making progress. We have huge wins that have been emerging, and we've got a ton of great talent doing amazing stuff. And so I think we just keep pushing it. We keep hustling, because, and I think that will attract the investment will come, and people want to be a part of it, whether they're strategic or a financial investor. And I'm pretty confident that this community is going to keep putting ourselves on the map, and, and I think we're all banking on that. 
Okay, so this goes um, from each perspective. Is there something missing in the ecosystem or you wish was more enhanced in the ecosystem that would help you for alignment or just anything that you're doing at this current time? And then I'd like Laurel and Trivia to even share a little bit more about your company because we want everybody to spread the word. This is some great marketing right here. Have at it. We're hiring a lot right now. So we're looking for growth managers, data analysts, front-end developers. It's a little tricky to know where to post those jobs in this ecosystem, where to find the talented people. We have talent. It's getting better. Um, in Lafayette, that's where I'm from, we have CGI. We have a really good computer science program at UL. Um, but where do we find those people who have had experience growing and scaling businesses? So for me, that's a little bit of a hole I'd like to see plugged in the next couple of years is a little bit more support around the talent pool. So Hamper, you know, we're doing on-demand laundry, but we're going to scale into uh, more of a household management category in the next couple of years. So for me, everything about what I do in the next two years is scale and growth. We're looking to get into 125 markets in the next two years. So we're out sprinting full out super fast, and we're doing it with a really lean, capital-efficient team. I have 14 people in our home market of Lafayette, and we're looking to add about 10 more to get to our Series A in hopefully 18 months. Okay, so if they know anyone interested in a job or they want one, please hunt me down okay. and give me the cards. <laughs> Trivia, next up. We're hiring as well, um, but one of the things that I would love to see grow and improve within our current ecosystem is suitable space that has a combination of wet lab and uh, general conference space of, that is suitable for biotech companies like ours to expand. Uh, we partnered with the University of New Orleans, where we're currently located, to double our footprint, and we are going to quadruple our footprint in the next two years. Um, well, 18 months to be exact. And we are, in doing so, going to really expand our, our ability to reach what is potentially a $39 billion market by clinically manufacturing our products for usage for wound healing applications. And so I think that momentum, that excitement, it's there. I would love to see there you know, being more opportunity for other biotech companies like ours uh, so that it's recognized and appreciated that deep tech does happen in New Orleans. Amen to that. We are raising a Series A round right now, $4.5 million Series A. Uh, we have already closed a million of that, and that will be going towards hiring. Uh, so we are currently a team of 14. Um, when we reach our clinical grade manufacturing place, we'll be at a team of 20. And so we're very excited about adding commercialization fellows, people who have um, more of the experience in sales and marketing. And so similar, I think, sentiments uh, to Laurel. I, I think maybe one thing that wasn't mentioned, which I probably even put further down the list, that is a little fragile for our ecosystem is the derivatives or like the generational impact. So you think about it, you have a great exit. How do you have entrepreneurship spawn out of that business with more than one company? So, you know, it's ideal if it's three or four, and then those three or four each spawn another three or four. And before you know it, we really have a, a thriving kind of all interconnected ecosystem. And it's, I think it's really telling. We have two really strong entrepreneurs here who are, are both not from successful outcomes. So it has to start from somewhere. So this is the bravest leaps that exist, but hopefully in coming years and you know, future panels like this one, it'll all be. So I got my start at XYZ Big Startup and I learned how to do it. And thanks to, you know, 
Jane or John Doe who helped me do it, and now I'm doing it myself. Thank you. So now we'd like to open it up for questions. If any of you in the audience have something burning to ask this wonderful panel, we're going to entertain it. Hi, everybody. My name is Kwame. Um, my question is for Amy. So with the $100 million that you guys are planning to invest to uh, move, improve the health ranking of Louisiana, um, how much of that is going to be going towards social determinants of health? Thanks, Kwame, for the question. So Kwame's talking about an initiative we actually launched right before COVID um, that we call Healthy State. And it's where Ashra has kind of said we are going to step up and help be a catalyst to create partnerships and to try to bring everyone in the, in the healthcare ecosystem and beyond together to try to transform health outcomes. As you guys know, Louisiana tends to rank in the last of all of our rankings, and we've kind of set a goal to say we want to get to number 40 by 2030, and that's going to be a lot of work. And so as you start looking at the measures that guide that, a lot of them are around social determinants. One of the biggest issues is, is smoking. So there's a lot of investment and focus, actually, on what we would call the social determinants of health. And I'll just say social determinants of health, just for those that might not be familiar, really is everything that doesn't happen in the doctor's office or in the hospital. And it's really everything. It's your behaviors. It's our social circumstances. It's do we have transportation issues? Can we afford our medications? Um, you know, what are we eating? And, and what's our, our fitness level? Those types of things. But it's also our environment. Um, our genetics and our social circumstances. So there's a lot there, and you know we're taking a very systematic approach to target our investment around those areas where we can really impact the most number of people in this community. So thanks for asking the question. Thanks, and that's all we have today, but please give them a hand. Thank you for listening to Big Easy Ideas. Big Easy Ideas is produced by The Idea Village, a nonprofit accelerator that supports startups and cultivates entrepreneurial talent in New Orleans and the greater Gulf South region. By visiting ideavillage.org, you can learn more about how to turn your idea into a thriving business and how to turn your business into a high growth startup. You can also learn more about opportunities to invest in startups ways to mentor, partner, and support local industry-leading companies. You might also find a job in our region's thriving tech and startup community. The idea is, it takes a village. So visit ideavillage.org to explore how to get involved in the Gulf South's rapidly growing entrepreneurial ecosystem. The music for Big Easy Ideas is by the Young Fellas Brass Band from their new album, Block Party which is available now on all streaming platforms. You can find the Young Fellas Brass Band on the streets of New Orleans and at their website, youngfellasbrassband.com. That's fellas with a Z, young F-E-L-L-A-Z brassband.com. And of course, we want to give a special thank you to all of the sponsors of New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, in addition to the year-round donors and supporters of the Idea Village, who make this work possible and keep this content accessible to all. And finally, thank you for listening. We can't wait to see you down in the Big Easy. Until next time.